Kenobi. And welcome to another episode of Talk Nerdy to Me, the Revenge of the Sith Supercut Edition. There's me, Jay, here, as normal, but with me this week, uh, instead of our Star Wars correspondent that we've had for the past few episodes now, someone I've been wanting to get on a bit more, and uh, he's one half of the Tell Me Again podcast. He's not a dragon. He's Peter Jones. Hello, Peter. Hello, JB. Oh, Hello there. Um, yeah, I want. I especially wanted to get you on. Well, I've wanted to get you on for a little while now, and there's a few podcasts in the future I'll get you on, but I thought this was a good one to get you on because when I think of a four-hour extended edition of a franchise part, I can only think of you because you've love the hobbit and lord of the rings and oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. hang on hang on hang on i do not love Go the on. hobbit <laughs> i love the lord of the rings Sorry. i do not love the hobbit don't don't paint me with that brush jay i didn't realize that <laughs> you, that it was possible to be racist in hobbit lore but okay if i've just been prejudiced and just blanketed you with a bunch of people you didn't want to be well it's it's, with. it's not the hobbits that i don't like i quite like the hobbits it's the films. Right. So for for you who've not you've not seen the Middle Earth films, have you? I've, se- I've I haven't seen the Hobbit films. No, I've watched yeah, well, Lord of the Rings, but don't, not the Hobbit. Basically, don't. I mean, but that's advice I'm definitely taking. <laughs> like I was taking it before I spoke to you, and I'm definitely um, stick to your guns, Jay. But... Don't watch the Hobbit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yes, yeah, so we've got Pete here to help me out with this. Um, we're going to talk about Revenge of the Sith. There's a four-hour supercut of it. I'll go into more detail of that in a bit. Uh, first, a couple of things. Number one, check out the website, www.talknerdy.uk. Second of all, check out all our socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. It's at TalkNerdyUK. And don't forget to email us, talknerdyuk at gmail.com. So, yeah, in case people did not know, uh, there's a 4.5 hour (laughs) Revenge of the Sith cut that you can watch. And did you know it existed before I sent it to you? Had you heard anything about this in the the Star Wars world online? No, I'd I'd heard it from you like months and months and months ago. Um, I think it's, it's fairly... Not old, don't want to say old, but it's like been made within the last year, hasn't it? And mm-hmm. you've mentioned it once, maybe months and months ago, and then you brought it up again in the last month. Uh, but I'd forgotten all about it <laughs> um, until you you sent it to me. Yeah, you know. there's. It's been in the pipeline for a couple of years. Some there's different versions. We've watched the longest one. There's one that I discovered today. Um, or trying to find the origin of this. Uh, by the way, I, I don't know if I need to say spoilers because Revenge <laughs> of the Sith has been out a fucking while now. Yeah. Um, we are <laughs> going to talk maybe about some Clone Wars spoilers if you've not watched them. So there's that, I suppose. <laughs> um, but yeah, this 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 came out like about two years ago, but it had very. It was only th- three and a half hours long, and it only had like a few deleted scenes and some okay. parts from Clone Wars. And then as uh, the new series of Clone Wars came out, that gave them more footage to use. Um, yeah. And then I feel like for a while, apparently they toyed with, there's a there's a cutout there, which has the footage from Fallen Order, 
which apparently Fallen Order has some Order 66 footage. Yeah. Um, which I've still not finished that game. Oh, Jay, but do it. I know, I know. At least I'm not wasting time watching Lord of the Rings. Um, <laughs> no, 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 it's The uh, Hobbit. It's The Hobbit that's a waste of time. <laughs> it's both. Nah, it's both, mate. It's both. Tar them with the same brush. Um, you taught me that. Um, <laughs> Damn it, I shouldn't have but, taught him yeah. to stick to his guns. <laughs> but the, yeah, there's there's basically there's people who've made cuts of it, but we're going to specifically talk about this one, which came out in the past few months, um, six months, I reckon, and it, if you know where to find it, if you can find it, then you can watch it. It's it's <laughs> it, this is gonna be one of the things that's passed around. I think like nerdy gold online, and you know yeah. it, you're never gonna be able to buy this officially. Um, if you know, I can't you know, put a link. I've 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 managed to find it on Google pretty pretty easily when I was doing a little bit of Google yeah. before this episode. I managed to find it pretty easily. So if people want to find it, it's not that hard to find. I mean, I was lucky in the in the sense that I got wind of the guy like saying oh i've changed it from three and a half hours to four and a half hours um click subscribe on my youtube channel and <laughs> i'll make a random video but in the description it'll tell you on this date where to get it and i did that went to the link off that it's like something off national treasure i know so watch this random video there's a description click the link and it took me to a google account like a, a google drive and i downloaded it from there but two days later he put he tweeted out like he didn't realise there's a download limit on Google. So he was like, you can't download it. And now um, I've hit my maximum amount of streams as well. So I don't know what to do. Oh, so I... I got it. Yeah, I, I got it. And you found it. At the time of you listening to this, folks at home, it might be easy. It might be hard. <laughs> That's your own little mission. Oh, yeah, I didn't realise um, it would but... be so hard to find. That Like, would LucasArts and Disney be... Not LucasArts. That's very archaic. Would Disney be bothered that someone's done this? He's not making money from it, is he? No, but I do feel Disney, Disney would be bothered. The, companies like this are um, the only the only company that's never shown that it's bothered about stuff like this. Really, is Marvel um, when they when they've ever someone's done like I don't know leaked. I, I feel I don't know if it's a Deadpool trailer that leaked or something else leaked. And Marvel's Twitter account just embraced it and just had fun with it and then okay. pushed the date forward of like a trailer being leaked. <laughs> DC had something similar happen at the same Comic Con and issued really boring corporate statements <laughs> and like did investigations and stuff like that. It's like fucking just just lighten the fuck up. And I think Disney yeah. li- need to probably need to lighten the fuck up. I, I don't think they'll be down with this at all. Oh, um, that's sad. But yeah, so if anyone doesn't really know what we're talking about, I've got a small breakdown of it. So it contains footage from, obviously, Revenge of the Sith, but with footage from 2003's Clone Wars cartoon, deleted scenes from Revenge of the Sith, and the Siege of Mandalore, which was the entire uh, epic, eight, nearly six-episode run on the, the last season of Clone Wars from it was the, last year. the last four episodes it was. Yeah, it's last the last three or four episodes. So it mixes them all together, interwoven to make one four point hour, four point five hour supercut. Peter Jones, mm. what in, in first in first thoughts? What did you think? Uh, first thoughts, I thought it was fucking amazing. Really, <laughs> I thought I, I really enjoyed everything about it. Really, which is odd because. Revenge, uh, Revenge of the Sith isn't one of my favourite Star Wars films but together in a package with the Clone Wars finale and this this uh, 2003 Clone Wars that I'd never seen before uh, I, th- I thought it was just it was just beautiful Jay really <laughs> I mean I'm, I'm completely with you I I'm not the biggest Revenge I'm not the biggest prequels fan. You can listen to me, and I don't know if you were as grumbly as me, but when we did our prequels, I was very spectacular. Grumbly. Yeah, about two, that's like two years ago now. Yeah. Um, when we all sat around and did that. Um, yeah, Revenge of the Sith is a, a hard pill to swallow because <laughs> it just was lacking so much and it should have been more. Um, and this completely, like, makes up for everything yeah. it became more with 
Yeah, this super cut, frankly. It did. It's like everything that Dave Filoni and other people have done to put the holes in the ship that was Revenge of the Sith <laughs> over time. This is us being able to step back and look at the ship rather than just look at the holes being filled one at a time. Yeah. It was just nice to see everything. But, uh, I mean, did you watch it? Go on. It's four, it is four and a half hours long. Did yeah. you, you watched it in segments. Yeah, I watched it in a couple of um, couple of goes. I watched it sort of like maybe an hour at a time. I think no, sorry. Right. I think I had I had three sit- sittings. I had I watched the f- the first hour, the second hour, and then the last sort of two and a two and a bit hours. Um, See, in so yeah, in three goes. Bloody hell! Well, I I I nearly did it in the one. Just uh, it can be done, people. It can be done. <laughs> but my um. My sh- the way I was streaming it to the telly stopped working, and by the time I got it working again, it was time for me to go to bed. But I could have done it. It was it's it was gripping. I mean, where to where where do you want to begin on this? Because I've the like two thousand three Clone Wars right is mm-hmm. where we start. Now this, uh, sh- uh, what was it? Samurai Jack animated uh, show version of the clone wars isn't canon anymore but there are things that happen in it that are canon still so they've kept that which is the attack on coruscant um that's still happened that's canon so it starts there with and it starts with this is really unsettling got me really worried with that whole scene with just yoda uh i mean have you ever seen that before the 2003 no, clone wars? i've never seen any of it and the scenes that they showed was fucking badass. I I loved the 2003 Clone Wars scenes that they showed. Um, I and I'd, I'd spoke to because uh, Dan, my other half of Tell Me Again, uh, has also watched the supercut, and he was like, "The rest of 2003 Clone Wars isn't necessarily worth it. They have put the best bits of 2003 Clone Wars in." By the way, Dan is still waiting for his P45. Um, he told me to tell you that. <laughs> Um, <laughs> he can find out this way, <laughs> but um, that's how he's found out. Like every other job he's lost. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like the the some bits in it were just amazing. Like Mace Windu falling through Coruscant yeah. and just knocking down tri fighters as he goes, and Yoda using the Force to lift up loads of droidikas for the tri fighters to crash into. General Grievous yeah. being absolutely brutal to the clones and also really funny at the same time I, I really giggled when they're in Palpatine's office um, and General Grievous sticks his head down <laughs> and it's a really he's got a really long <laughs> neck uh, just before he, he busts in and uh, and uh, brutalises all the clones I, I loved it I thought it was great I know it was that bit's like if Michael Bay had been put in tar- charge of Star Wars <laughs> for like You've got five minutes, and yeah. he's like, right, Direct let's just make it scene. insane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the only things that are, like the, put me off in the whole thing was the bit where C-3PO comes on is really odd as fuck. Like, no, the that can be said like, for a lot of modern Star Wars, though. Whenever C-3PO shows up, it's odd as fuck. <laughs> yeah, there's just the way he's just like... Oh no! No, everyone can see it. It's just really like carry on camping, and I get it. It's it just considering that's happening in the middle of essentially a Jedi version of Expendables. That's just a really <laughs> jarring thing to happen. Um, and then the did you know that General Grievous's voice? He the guy who did this. He's changed it. So the voice in the cartoon is more like this, I am General Grievous. Okay. And it's it, it's not that emotional. It's a bit it's squeaky, robot-y. Um, I don't know why, because that came out in 2003. Is General, General Grievous is in... Is he in um, Attack of the Clones? Is he? Nope, not mentioned. No. So when no, did Revenge of the Sith come out originally? In, a, in Sith. Was it 2005, Revenge of the Sith? That might be why then. So General Grievous is can, is first depicted here, and it was only mm. and and it was the film came out and he had a completely different fucking voice. Um, yeah, Two thousand five. So yeah, 
So that's the guy. That's the guy who edited it together has done that. He's done I had no the, idea about the lines. That. Yeah, to make it sound more like actual Grievous in the film. He sounds pretty sinister, so he, but, but I know he's good at it. Um, when Mace Windu attacks him at the very, very end, just before he escapes with the chance that he like crushes his chest, and his voice changes and it gives him the cough. Then, um, did did. Obviously, we've spoke about 2003 Clone Wars not being canon anymore. So if that exact scene happens in 2003 Clone Wars, it, it's it's not canon. But didn't, in the 2008 Clone Wars, didn't General Grievous already have the coffee weird voice? I couldn't remember. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's always had a bad chest and a mm. cough. So that, that. Was that funny? It's so good you remember that. That was a one. That was one thing I did think and went, "Oh, why have mm. you included that?" I thought it was why cool. Why did you not cut that out? But mm. I thought it was cool. But um, and sort of explains why this this all powerful droid leader like can't speak three words without coughing his guts up. But he could never cut. <laughs> he's uh, always in canon now. Up, he yeah. never could. He's always had. He's always had bronchitis or whatever <laughs> the fuck it is. So. Yeah, um, that was it. That's like this. If this this guy's listening now, that was the only error I can honestly say that I saw was that you'd left that in. It was minor, a minor error. And the bit is really, I tell you what, I don't know who that character is. The one who looks like an older Ahsoka who has to really fight away Grievous and the droids and that. But is that a name? Yeah, Shakti. Shakti. Her, it's. That's really like for even though I don't know that character, what he puts in of it is really emotive and moving, yeah. and I'm immediately in the throes of it, and I felt for her. Shaq T shows though... up a few times in the Clone Wars. She's uh, she's the Jedi that's based on Kamina and trains all the clones up. I think that's that's her only really role in the Clone right. Wars. And then there's a couple of deleted scenes in Revenge of the Sith where she dies. There's two different ones. One where she dies on General Grievous's cruiser. Um, I think you know just after they get captured by Ray Shields, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they wheel her out and kill her. That's a deleted scene. And then later on, when spoilers, Anakin becomes Darth Vader. End of spoilers. Um, <laughs> when Obi Wan and Yoda are looking through the security footage, instead of Anakin killing younglings, in the in the deleted scene, Anakin kills Shakti. But that's the only time that she shows up in the film. And both her scenes got deleted. Oh, bloody hell. Mm. Well, maybe this is, again, why he's included that, to give us some kind of, like, a little torch and a runner, and that that's how she goes, really, in, in that. Yeah, it was good, but, though. Yeah. It shows, like, in, in the original opening crawl, it says that there are heroes on both sides, and you, you kind of see that a little bit with yeah. Shakti. You know, she it's not just Anakin and Obi-Wan, it's this random Jedi that you don't know the name of, or there's... The one that jumps out of the cruiser with all, in space, jumps out of the spaceship in space and lands on the roof of the droid ship, cuts a hole in it and fucks everyone's day up. Like, this, that random Jedi. I don't know his name. Do you remember that scene? Yeah. It, it, oh. it kind of shows the Jedi being badass. And I like that There's, a lot. Um, and that one thing as well that it does very he's done in this is he's even included the star wipes yes you know, the star wipes <laughs> the side wipes and yeah. the uh, and the, and the music moves into the next scene as well so it's not like oh this works together kind of he's he's literally edited this together to make it seem like it's a genuine product yeah of star wars so you get these little bits of what's going on in 2003's clone wars and then while that's happening, it goes up to... I'm trying to think then, which is, where does it go after that? Does it go to the Siege on Mandalore? Well, it, it goes the... to the... Um, the Siege of oh, did... Yabana, which is the... If you remember from the Clone Wars episode, the big long bridge that Anakin and Obi-Wan yes. fight on, on Yabana. Yes! Yeah. Which is yeah. one of my so favourite got... scenes in all of Star Wars full stop, is that Yabana fight scene. I thought it was the battle scene is amazing. It, categori- yeah, it, 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 it characterizes Anakin <laughs> so much better than the other three films do in just that one fight scene. Yeah, 
I, re- I remember watching that in well, watching Clone Wars and being like, this is like, they've sat on this for how many years? Because it's <laughs> between this and the last season, it's it, it, you really have this idea and you'd have no one's thought, oh yeah, we should, we should, we could do that. And then it's even like everything after that, because it then goes to him, he goes with the bad batch off to another planet. All of that has a little, it's a bit bittersweet because it's nowhere near as good as that scene that oh, we just had. Yeah. At the at the beginning, no, I'm totally with you on that. Um, so yeah, it goes it goes between it to that, and you get all the amazingness of that scene, and then you go goes into the film, and yeah, it's just well, you, like you say that like said, it takes 44 minutes to actually get into yeah, the film. It, I made a note yeah, of that. I made a specific note that it takes 44 minutes to get to. So all of that first 44 minutes is just like prologue, really, and. What's really kind of like a, a, an odd thing is obviously how well-emoted Anakin is in Clone Wars. <laughs> and then you get to the George Lucas footage and he just goes monotone. I know. And it's like, he's, it's like you have an, like an opening scene for a character in a movie should like tell you who the character is unless it's supposed to be like a mystery film and you're not really supposed to know who that character is. And you have that Yabana bridge scene, which tells you everything you need to know about Anakin. He's cocky, he's brash, but he's also amazing, frankly. And then you mm. look at how he's, his, he's depicted in his first scene in the theatrical Revenge of the Sith, and he's sitting in his cockpit and he's like, Buzz droids, this is where the fun begins. And it's like, how, <laughs> why am I supposed to, like, like, as much as Hayden Christensen gets, like, he's he's not as good an Anakin as whoever voices him in the Clone Wars, and it is a bit jarring at first. I think going from amazing Anakin in Clone Wars to petulant teenager in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, yeah, that's the best way you could put it. It's just he it, it, it just changes to being like it's so unfair, dark, <laughs> moody, goth. But just a moment ago, you were like, you know, cheerful as hell. You you were having a right laugh, bantering on a battlefield. You, oh, yeah, it's just it, it's it's it is a bit odd. That's uh, that's another like downer about this is whenever <laughs> it goes to the George Lucas footage. As cool as it all works together. It's it's George Lucas is the weakest part. Yeah, part they are the weakest this part entire of thing. Definitely. Um, there, there is one scene that uh, I know it wouldn't work with the the chronology of the the film. I know it wouldn't work like that, but mm-hmm. I'd have loved to if he'd have somehow squeezed that in in the one of the first one or two episodes of that final series of Clone Wars. Anakin is contacting Padme from the Outer Rim sieges, and he's like in his bedroom. And Rex is standing guard yeah. to make sure that no one else jumps in. And Obi-Wan comes in. And then in that scene, Obi-Wan basically tells Anakin that he knows that him and Padme are together. And he's okay with it. I'd have loved that scene to have made it in. That That's, again, another one of my favourite Clone Wars... Favourite Star Wars scenes. When you have Anakin and Obi-Wan. Like, Obi-Wan basically saying, I know you're married to Padme. And it's okay. Because I loved Satine. It's fine. And I'd have loved for that have to have been Have you seen... Have you seen the uh, that f- that photo going round showing there's a bit in Attack of the Clones where like Anakin's just had his arm his hand cut off, but they've beaten Dooku or Dooku's gotten away or whatever. And in this like few frames of the scene, Obi Wan is running to Yoda, but at the very background of the scene, you can see Anakin and Padme clearly snogging, and it was <laughs> it went. It went round the internet a few weeks ago, and I, I think Bibby sent me it, and I was just like, oh, well, I've, you know, that's what deleted scenes are for, I suppose, and <laughs> you kind of realise, oh, that's, yeah, that yeah. wasn't meant to be there, and then it, I sent it to one of my mates, and he went, no, that's in the film, <laughs> said if you, if you, and yeah. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, it's, it's so quick, he said, it's so quick, if you blink and you miss it, but there is a distinct point in Attack of the Clones where Padme and Anakin are snogging in front of Obi-Wan and Yoda. As if. I didn't know that, but so, then I do try and stay clear of Attack of the Clo- Attack of the Clones as often as I can. Like when I see yeah, Attack well, of the Clones walking down the road, I cross the street to the other side. 
That's the that's how much I try and avoid it. Attack of the Clones is like when you go down the canal and there's a, a dark bridge and Attack of the Clones is there just going <laughs> clicking like smoking that. its cigarette yeah, yeah. and you're like, like a, a, a bunch of teenage hoodlums and you're like oh no <laughs> um, no yeah I, well we, we joke about like Attack of the Clones and stuff like that but this one you I love your title what's your title for this film uh what revenge of the memes yeah revenge of the memes and you're the, watching this four hours super cool <laughs> was like every time there was clone wars bits and added bits i'm enjoying it and i mean it brings me back into the lucas bits there's a little lull because i'm like okay the acting is not as good but then it's like oh that's a meme oh that's a meme oh that's a meme <laughs> that's exactly i've got a note of that as well uh in my little notes and it is just like meme after meme after meme after meme. Whenever uh, George Lucas's uh, live action one shows up, it's it is it's it it's like memes have both ruined and elevated the prequels because you you, you, <laughs> you you can enjoy them a little bit more if you're watching them as like a bit of a piss take, watching out for memes and stuff. But when you're trying to watch it seriously in a, a four hour supercut, um, it, it is a bit like oh, there's another meme. When, when's the soap coming it back? Almost, <laughs> it breaks it up a bit. I don't know how. It just it, it works. And I did, I did think that when... I think when Kenobi went... Um, did his hello there, I'm sure I out loud went, yay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. You, you're like, <laughs> I was sitting down watching it. And then it, it's that scene on Utapau. And I know it's coming up. I know it's coming up. And I, I lean forward in my chair. And he jumps down from the rafters, and and he, he appears like <laughs> like a fucking comedy film. He appears from the bottom of the the shot up into oh, the middle, yeah. and he goes, "Hello there." <laughs> and it's <laughs> oh, that is that is peak cinema. It it's <laughs> oh, it, I'm it's, getting chilled. I hadn't. I think what's also interesting about this is Revenge of the Sith asks you to make a lot of jumps in your head as to where stuff what's happening in the background and this is why i got told it's like it's it's too political is the prequels because all this is happening and we're trying to remember this without even being shown it just through exposition and dialogue but the fantastic thing about the supercut is it's being shown to you so you take it in so when they mention it it hits harder and i actually felt like for the very first time i understood what the hell was happening in revenge of the sith like when Obi-Wan is after Grievous, I always remember being like, why is he there again? I can't remember <laughs> that. And, but, and if anything, Obi-Wan then jumping down going, hello there, was a distraction and just made me forget it. <laughs> but it was, I did remember whilst watching this, because again, the guy who edited together is very good. Uh, he cuts away halfway through that to another thing that's happening with Ahsoka and Darth Maul. So then when it comes back and he's riding the giant iguana, as it were, towards uh, with Grievous in like that little penny farthing from space or whatever. <laughs> um, it's it's but the tension's there for me. I'm there like going, yeah, get Grievous, bloody hell, come on, yeah. even though I know what happens. <laughs> I was just like, I'm more, I was more invested. I I get your point, I, and it gives you it gives you the background information to understand about all the shit that they're talking about in the film. Like Anakin mentions as a throwaway line to Padme, oh, I thought we'd never come... If, if it uh, if it wasn't for this, they'd never have brought us back from the Outer Rim Sieges. So what the fuck are the Outer Rim Sieges? But then you see the Outer Rim Sieges at the start, like Yabana is one of the Outer Rim Sieges. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and it's... I, I think you're right, it's a, a good point that it does help you understand some of the things that are, are actually going on instead of just... Um, trying to assume what's going on based in context, which I think happens quite a lot in Revenge of the Sith. Um, one thing in, it might introduce to some people who have never watched Clone Wars and are curious about this is Ahsoka. If you've never watched Clone Wars at all, you might have seen Ahsoka, though, in Star Wars. Um, and, oh, you've seen her in Mandalorian. She has yeah. made a live-action debut, actually. Um and I think it's also a very good, as we were talking about that 
Ahsoka look like at the beginning. If you don't know Ahsoka that well, but you know en enough, it's, it carries on the story fine. It tells her story very, very well. Yeah. Um, it, it, it could do a bit more. I feel like if you went in completely dry, you'd be like, I don't get what, who she is. Yeah, why who is she, she? Why does Anakin care so much? Why, why does he look so shocked when he sees mm. her? Um, yeah. Yeah. But it's if you have a little bit of an idea, or if you've watched a couple, then it's it's more than enough. And yeah, like you said, those last few episodes of that Clone Wars, that last season, it's. I said to Bibby as soon as I watched it, I messaged him saying, "You are where like when we're all allowed to meet up, we're all watching that together, all yeah. three episodes." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. And I feel like we could do it with this. I feel like this is all three episodes plus more. It just, everything that's happening with Maul and watching Maul panic. Like when I watched Clone Wars and seeing him panicking going, the great plan is coming together. I don't know what the plan is, but I know there is a plan. Yeah. And I know it ends. I remember watching that being like, ooh, he's referring to that. But in motion with everything going on in the film, it made it even more, I don't know, it just made it more tense like oh my god the, the the apocalypse is coming the end is coming i know that this is going to play out like a greek tragedy and there is nothing that anyone can do about it and maul is the only one who knows yeah well exactly and there's that maul appearing in um the siege of mandalore I, in my head i was kind of thinking that the siege of mandalore is a bit of a subplot that then ties in with a larger narrative but that subplot like really helps you understand just how literally every single character in the prequels is manipulated by Palpatine to his own ends and how Anakin is a pawn, just like Maul was, just like Dooku was, just like literally every character is, they are used for a means. And Maul knows this. Maul's like, he's been in the inner circle and then he died, in inverted commas, at the end of episode one. And he's come back and he's been... From being in the inner circle, he's then in the outer square, and <laughs> <laughs> and he's from the outside looking in. But the, he knows the siege he... <laughs> on the outer square. <laughs> <laughs> he 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 knows that there's a plan, like you said, but he never knew the plan. He says that his master never told him the plan, but that there was a plan. Um, and yeah. he he starts to sense it's happening. This is it. It's it's actually happening now, and you're like, I mean, like we both know what's happening. We saw the film 16 years ago when it first came out, but we're watching it like, what's happening? <laughs> what's happening? I want to find out what's yeah. happening. And it, as opposed to just watching episode three, and Palpatine is all of a sudden really evil, and he just comes out to Anakin, and then lets Anakin leave, come back with Mace Windu. So he can kill Mace Windu, so he can do the, all that in front of Anakin. Then starts to make a bit more sense that it's a plan that is, uh, Palpatine has a plan. He's he's going to tell Anakin that he's a Sith. Anakin is going to go back to the Jedi. He's going to bring a loads of the big the big Jedi bigwigs in, and I can kill them, but in a way that makes me seem like a victim. Well, kind of I've way. That's how I here. took it, anyway. Yeah, Bibby. Bibby literally just sent me this, um, and it's a quote from Dave Filoni. Classic Dan trying obviously... to be involved. <laughs> he doesn't know we're doing this. He's just put it in the group. <laughs> He's put it in our group chat randomly. Um, this is a quote from Dave Filoni of his uh, commentary on Darth Vader as a character. Anakin Skywalker thinks that he never switched sides. He thinks he's still fighting the good fight. He thinks Obi-Wan betrayed him. He thinks Padme betrayed him, and that led to her and their child's death. He thinks the Jedi were staging a coup against the Republic. He thinks the Republic was weak, and that's why it became corrupt and fell apart, despite Palpatine's attempts to save it. Overall, he internally hates himself for everything that occurred, because he thinks that he wasn't strong enough to make things right. And that, to me, is uh, yeah, that's that that's fantastic. That is that, and that is the power of Palpatine in this. He's he's like you said, manipulated everyone. He's 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 amazing. 
He's absolutely amazing. Mm. And, and it really does make you appreciate if this was like the story that he was going for, Lucas, then good on you. If this was actually what you were were trying to portray across. Because, yeah, you, your first time wasn't that successful mm-hmm. when I watched all these. But, yeah, I can just see so many more layers now. And I've even added it, added it here. Does it improve Revenge of the Sith? Yes. Does it add or take anything away? doesn't take anything away at all. No, de- yeah, it's... definitely adds. The, the Clone Wars as a whole adds so much more to Revenge mm. of the Sith. So much more. Um, speaking about The Hobbit earlier, that this is going to make sense in a second. There's a scene okay, in, in th- the third Hobbit film where the third Hobbit film being the Battle of the Five Armies, where you have a CGI army of dwarves who are clad in grey armour, fighting a CGI army of orcs clad in grey armour, but slightly darker grey armour. And they're fighting each other. And you do not give a shit. Like, what the... F- like, I don't care about any of this shit that's going on. There's mm. a very similar issue in oh, Star yeah. Wars, Go on. in which you've got a CGI army of white-armoured clones versus a CGI army of droids. And you don't give a shit whatsoever. However, Clone Wars makes you care about each and every single one of those clones that are dying and are being heroes. And it adds to the the layers of those battles. It adds to Order 66, where all of those clones that you do know, or you don't necessarily know them in the film, but you know that they are people and that they were loyal to the Jedi, and then all of a sudden, Palpatine flicks a switch, and they are different people entirely, completely. Um, and this sort of... The, the Clone Wars, going back to that, just adds so much to to uh, your emotional enjoyment and involvement of Revenge of the Sith, or at least that's what I feel. No, it. it I mean, it definitely does. There's... The, that's what I mean. I, d- I didn't think this was going to be the longest podcast in the world <laughs> because we've. If you want to hear us talk about Revenge of the Sith, there's the fantastic February prequel spectacular part three. You can go and listen to on the pods. If you want to hear us talk about Clone Wars, I did that with Bibby recently. Um, this is just more like, does this work and ha- like, does it add anything? I mean, what's Absolutely your favorite? Works. What's your favorite thing from this? What's your favorite either scene or? Something that's changed, it's made you look at something differently. Uh, my my favourite scene in this supercut um, mm. is when Ahsoka fights Darth Maul. That Ahsoka Maul fight is my favourite scene. Um, I think it shows how, at least for me, it shows how an emotive... Um, battle scene duel should be like it's not over long mm. the characters both get a chance to show how fantastic a fighter they are they both get a chance to show that they're characters that deserve um our emotional investment and that's my favorite scene personally yeah 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 <laughs> um what's yours <laughs> mine mine was this is weird. My mind's change has changed, as it were. I didn't really ever, what's the word, appreciate the battle uh, between Obi Wan and Anakin. I always thought it was over the top, too much, not enough dialogue. Um, I always thought it kind of came out of nowhere, weirdly as well. Um, just because, like I said, the prequels didn't work for me. Yeah. Um, and especially Revenge of the Sith, it's it's, I, it's the be- it's still slightly the best of a bad bunch, <laughs> but that's not really saying much. It's but, not a compliment. No. <laughs> um, but this this changed that. This made me like I knew it was coming. I was really, really looking forward to it. And then as it happened, I was just on on the edge of my seat, just watching it and seeing everything that has just happened the last three four hours worth of footage 
sort of rem- like backing me up about how close these characters are, what they've all gone through, and everything. And it just it just changed it for it, me. It and culminates I, I, in these tragic confrontations, doesn't it? Yeah, and it 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 does it so well. I mean, that's what I mean. This this highlights to me just the hard work that's been put in by God knows how many people to um, over the years to fill in. And I, I'll, I'll say it again, the mistakes of George Lucas. I just think he's got he's just made mistakes with with the prequels and how he directed them and how, but. This just completely patches everything up. I mean, patch makes it sound awful, like yeah. it's, it's like a patchwork blanket. It's a complete remodel. It's yeah. it's the, the the Mark II. This should be the what the last film in the prequels. This should be it. Yeah, I I have to say I agree with that, and especially your change of opinion to the the Anakin Obi One fight at the end. Uh, I had a, a very similar opinion to you. That the Anakin Obi Wan fight at the end isn't very good for multiple reasons, uh, and I, I, it's still like not one of my favourites because there's there's some set pieces in it that I think are silly and sort of take me out of the drama. Like when they're swinging on the ropes, don't really like that. <laughs> um, and when they're they're climbing up the the thing, it's falling in the lava and they're climbing up it, and I don't really like that either. But the, the first half of it is absolutely amazing when they're fighting in the control room and they're using the same moves against each other and you can see that Obi-Wan's trained Anakin all these moves and they're using them against each other and that adds some character drama through the choreography. And I, I appreciate it more, just like you do, uh, having sat through three and a half hours of their their characters together. You spend more time with them so you care more about them. Yeah, um, I think that that's an issue with the prequels, like George Lucas. George Lucas's mistakes is you don't spend enough time with Anakin and Obi Wan. They don't spend a huge amount of time together either. Um, no, a, a lot of Episode Two, they're on their different missions. A lot of Episode Three, they're in their different missions, um, and so you don't see them being together as much as maybe you should, or as maybe as much as I would like to. But you you can in this supercut, and you're right. It does. It is the definitive version for me of Revenge of the Sith. So Revenge of the Means. I'm gonna ask you two questions now. I'm ready. Um, number one. What would you give it out of ten? Uh, I'll just do it question by question. So what number one? What would you give it out of ten? Out of ten, I'm gonna give it. Um, an eight point seven five out of ten. Because I was like, do, I was like, do, I was like, do I give it an eight? Do I give it a nine? I'm going to round it up to nine. Get, right. I'm going to do it. You're... I'm going to do nine. I'm going to go up to nine. I'm rounding it up to nine. I was about to I'm say eight point seven five. Eight point seven five out of ten is just saying six uh, seventeen seventeen point five out of twenty. Which... <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, no, it's yeah. not right. Yeah, so nine out of ten. Nine, nine out of ten. I'm going to round up. I'm going to. I'm not going to be as as pedantic. Nine out of ten. I'm with you there. I'm with a complete nine out of ten. The only thing pulling me back from it being a ten was I didn't like. I I know it's just taste, but I wanted it to end with Vader picking up um, Ahsoka's uh, lightsabers. I thought. That was more the the way to end it on, the note to end it on. Well, Jay, just uh, before we're... you move on, interestingly, hmm? I managed to find uh, when I googled. Maybe I'm maybe I've googled an outdated version of this. Um, yeah, there's someone who one. you says that's how they end it. So yeah, on the this, which is a post from May 2020, uh, it says that Vader picking up a Ahso- Ahsoka's lightsaber is at the post credits, and then it fades to black. So that's how a cut used to be, I imagine, and then it was changed to yeah. being in the ending, sort of the ending montage where all the characters get placed where they need to be for episode four. I, I the only thing I never liked the, about that montage, as it were, is I, I always hated how Luke, Santi, and Uncle go and stand on the same rock that <laughs> Luke goes and looks at the two sons, 
And I'm kind of like, I know why Luke was looking like that, because he was looking out there to go, one day, I'll be out in space. I'm sick of being on this rock. Why the hell are you looking out there? Are you just going, oh, look, we've got double Because it's imagery they've, they've already used, Jay. It's imagery that will make us think, oh, that's we've seen that before. But I don't even like, like I don't even know who they are really. They don't look anything like like the actual auntie and uncle do. Like, like twenty years later, it's they a deteriorate rough... a lot in eighteen As years, does... don't they? <laughs> I mean, I'm reading the comics now, and in the Obi Wan diaries, it makes out those massive droughts. So I can only put that down to the <laughs> Is that why he goes so old? <laughs> I can only put that down to why everyone suffers so badly and ages horribly. Yeah, on Tatooine. He aged 50 years in 20 years due to droughts. <laughs> um, remember, everyone, hydrate. That's important. Um, but yeah, and, and that's the only blemish. And the weird... Weird C-3PO moment and the maybe the moment where showing Windu crushing the yeah the the chest piece of Grievous, and I think he also changed the music in he added music or did, did different music over the bit where Anakin and Padme are in different buildings, but he can sense her and then she's like sensing him sensing her, and they're looking at each other and think he's put different music over that. And I don't think it worked as well as the original score. But other than that, it's almost faultless, which then brings me to my second question, which is, where do you put it in the order of films? Oh, bloody hell. Uh... Ah. Because I'm assuming you think it's better than Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's better than that. It's fair to say that in the future, unless time was really of the essence, <laughs> you would skip the Revenge of the Sith normal cut. And your chances are, if you could, per chance, go via this cut, you would do it. So if you're going to favour it more than that one, it should place in the list, as it were. But because it's better than Revenge of the Sith, its placement would change, surely? It, it, it would. Um, do, oh... Do I put it second? Because it's not Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back is number one. Empire Strikes uh, Back yeah. is an 11 out of 10. So it's not there. Yeah. Do I put uh, it second? Me, my well, my list, if this makes you feel better, is that mine used to go Empire, top three, Empire, Star Wars, or New Hope, depending on how hardcore you are, um, and Return of the Jedi. Now, this is... It's Empire... And then it's joint second with this Revenge oh, of the Sith supercut. You can't do a joint second, Jay. If I can't do an eight point seven five, you can't do a I joint have, second. Right. If I commit, if I put this second, <laughs> if I admit that I prefer this to the original Star Wars, there's a part of my childhood that <laughs> that is crushed like General Grievous's chest. And <laughs> I also have to admit. To you guys, especially, that the prequels are good. Like, the prequels <laughs> were, are a good moment in Star Wars history. And what's really annoying is every day that gets more and more true of the more stuff I read and the more that I game but, and the more that I watch. And yeah, so. Don't, don't worry, Jay. On... You don't have to admit that the prequels are good because the only reason you'd put this second and not fifth, sixth, seventh, or eighth is because of. Uh, the Clone Wars, which yeah, so you don't necessarily you've admitted already that the prequel stuff is the worst part of this film, so you don't have to you don't have to you, justify to us <laughs> that you think <laughs> the prequels are bad. All you're saying is that the Clone Wars, especially the last four episodes, are so good that it helps. I mean, I'm- I feel like I'm going to have to go meditate on it, like a proper (laughs) Jedi, because... No, because then you'll do a Luke, and you'll you'll fade out of existence, but your cloak will still be there, but your metal hand will disappear as well. That's what what happened. That's what happened. (laughs) And then I'll strike down Bibby. (laughs) Um, Go on, Jay. Go on, what's it? You can't do a joint second. Uh, I love how how I've managed to turn this around on you. I know, you, you dick. (laughs) <laughs> um, you know what yeah I think I am going to have to go Empire first and then oh, Lord help me 
Revenge mm-hmm. of the Sith supercut second yeah. okay. because there's there's more and if anyone's like swerving in their car right now screaming <laughs> what what's he saying um just because there's more the to play with and a new hope was the basis of it all and i watched it as a kid but i've watched it to death and there's there's no more that i'm gonna get out of it than what i've already gotten out of it i've squeezed that lemon dry it is a whatever it's the like equivalent a, it's a, is of it's a, like a it's plain a chicken lemon. breast <laughs> It's like it? just plain dry it's chicken a, now. It's a, no, no, it's not dry. It's perfectly cooked. It's a plain right. chicken breast, and chicken is fucking amazing. But it is a plain one. Whereas the Revenge of the Sith supercut is like a it's, smorgasbord it's like... of every single meat possible. Some of them are absolutely terrible. Some of them are fantastic. Mm. But would you rather the plain chicken breast or the smorgasbord of meats? The revenge of the, the revenge of the smorgasbord. It's, <laughs> it's yeah. I think it, it, it's it's top tier stuff. This it's really well put together. It's done with love. Like like I said, the, the it really the, the really wipes, is, isn't it? So much love. Yeah, Care the wipes attention. are amazing. It's well, it's it's just really. I remember at the end of it, I felt like I'd been on a, such a journey, and I hadn't felt like that and that excited since when I first went to see The Force Awakens, where, you know, Star Wars is coming back, oh my God! Yeah. And, that, and I still <laughs> felt it at the end of that of this Supercut. I was still like, wow, that was amazing. That, and was, re- like, reliving it already. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I think people that are thinking about watching this, we've said mm. it's, it's taken from three different source materials. There's a live-action film, there's a a beautifully animated cartoon and there's like a a hand-drawn cartoon and all the jumps between the three different the, the two different animation stars and the live action isn't as jarring as I thought it was going to be I thought it was going to be a really jarring break so going from the 2003 Clone Wars into uh, an animated uh, 2020 Clone Wars episode into the film just wasn't jarring it didn't take me out it didn't make me think oh this is weird. So I mean, I've, what really so helps? Go on. Oh, go on. Sorry, I didn't know. Go on. I didn't have. I didn't have anything else to say. Oh, Don't worry. I was going to say, B- Bibby. <laughs> Bibby pointed out that if you look at like the surroundings, so like the the the, the set pieces, and especially in space when it's just the ships, uh, they could be taken from the films because it's just animation. But in in the animated ones, like not the cartoon, but the animated ones. Um, they just use near enough the same designs and graphics don't change them. That's so... a very good point, and it's fifteen years better technology. It is. It is a, a point that I'd made earlier on that one of the one of the battle scenes right at the beginning uh, with Cody on Yabana, one of the shots that it shows looked better than some of the clones getting shown on that when Cody gets shown on Utapar, like it looks more real, but it's yeah, unash- un- unmistakably a cartoon. I honestly, I would implicitly implore anyone who is ne- who doesn't like the prequels, doesn't like Revenge of the Sith, or is like, nah, it's alright, maybe a bit, to watch this, it completely changed my mind about it, and it's completely changed my mind about, about an entire era of Star Wars that I didn't mind, I didn't have, I had a few problems with, but I didn't mind on the whole, um, but now I see it as like, essential and it's important as I feel like I've been preaching the New Testament for ages <laughs> and now I've just, just discovered the Old Testament. Um, it's... <laughs> but it's got stuff mixed in from uh, other holy books at the time as well that just Yay! elevate the enjoyment Mo- of the Old Testament. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, like m- when Moses did his own solo autobiography. <laughs> and... and don't and forget. The backstory to the Flaming Bush as well. <laughs> yeah. For all Noah of these did... things. Noah had that travel docu- travel documentary he did on the <laughs> boat. I'm um... trying so fast to think of Old Testament stories. <laughs> I, and I cannot, I cannot think of any more. <laughs> did you... Well, hold on, you put me on the spot, but where did where, so where is it ranked with you? Because you didn't oh, set what you, you were thought, thinking. Uh, yeah. No, no I'm not what? walking away from this. That's fine, that's fine. 
I think I think I would put it second to to be honest with you. Um it would go yeah. Empire by far and away. Uh and then it would go this as second. I think I I'd, I'd put it second and if if we had all all the Star Wars films lined up just just to sort of demonstrate how much I think this is better than the original one. So let me think. So if we have uh, nine episodes, two anthology, and the supercut. So we've got twelve Star Wars films. If this ranks second, theatrical Revenge of the Sith is probably, I don't know, sixth for me, maybe fifth yeah. at an absolute push. So it goes from sixth to second. That's how much better this film is. Yeah, for me. I, I know I'm around the same as well. So. Yeah, um, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to put a link in the description for it. If you want to get a taste of this, the trailer is on the trailers portion of the website. I've put it up there. The guy actually made a trailer as well. He's put a lot of effort and work into this. I keep, I want to say his name, but I'm not going to for two reasons. One, I'm not sure what it is because it seems to... <laughs> It seems to change depending on where you look. Um, it might be because of his usernames. And two, he probably doesn't want his name that associated with it in case bloody uh, Darth Mickey Mouse does come down and try and, <laughs> you know, try and get him. So at the, at the end Darth of the day, Kennedy. just look for it. It's a, yeah, the four and a half hour Revenge of the Sith supercut. Keep your eyes out for it. If, if you hear someone speaking about it, you get it and watch the shit out of it. Um, Thank you, Pete, for coming on. Um, I'll Thank have you, you on again in the future day. when I am going to do some Lord of the Rings themed podcasts. I've got some ideas for them and I specifically want you on them. Um, Wonderful. Can you just, if you just want to tell people more about the Tell Me Again podcast that you were co-host? Uh, yeah, so Tell Me Again is me and Dan Bibby, who we've mentioned a lot and who's been on a lot of the other Star Wars podcasts on Talk Nerdy to Me. Uh, we are tell me again pod on instagram and facebook we don't have a twitter because neither me and me or dan wants to invest any time in twitter uh, basically our our whole deal is we look at um adaptations or remakes of films comic books books uh any sort of media so we've done uh the comic book of civil war translated into the film of civil war and we've spoke about similarities differences which we prefer We've done all sorts. We've done Fifty Shades of Grey. We had a Christmas special for you just uh, done, Christmas um, Carol. Karate Kid, the original mm. with Karate Kid, the abomination with Jackie Chan and Will Smith. We son. did. We did Karate Kid versus Kung Fu Kid. Um, <laughs> yeah, Kung Fu Kid. <laughs> uh, we are going to record a Witcher episode tomorrow. Um oh. De- depending on when this comes out, the Witcher episode may already be out. But find us on Tell Me Again Pod um, on your social medias, as long as it's not Twitter, because I don't want to do that. Yeah, and if you if you struggle to find them, you can always go to talknerdy.uk, where they are in the podcast section, along with Chris's Comics Podcast, a podcast about comics by a guy called Chris that I am also a co-host on. Uh, and the Talk Nerdy to Me podcast, which is me and Gaz, and we're going to celebrate our fifth anniversary of the website uh, going up in a couple of weeks. So, there's a fifth anniversary podcast coming very soon. Three uh, cheers don't... for five years, Jay. Yeah, three cheers for five years. And uh, the last year has been fucking great, hasn't it? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, don't forget you. We want... That's the point, actually. We want people to tell us what they remember from the past five years and we're not just talking about what they liked like a favorite episode of our show or a moment on our show but also like remind us over the past five years of some stuff that's happened like trailers tv games comics uh films or you know there's there's loads of stuff come out like civil war only came out in 2016 so civil war came out when we began doing this site so we can talk about like the difference in like on how the world was dealing with that in comparison to now we're going to talk i'm probably going to bring up to gaz like remember them and the worst thing in the world was when we thought spider-man was leaving the fucking mcu <laughs> you know this is what i mean so we're going to like revisit the past five years of nerd culture but email us with like what was your favorite things and 
for things you absolutely hated, uh, talknerdyuk at gmail.com, and we'll talk about them. But, yeah, thanks for joining us. Thanks again, Pete. And, yeah, it's, uh, this has been great talking about it, and I am probably going to try and squeeze another four hours into my week somewhere where I'm going to watch it again. So, <laughs> thank you, everyone. I've been Pete. Uh, I've been, no, I've not been Pete. I've been and Jay. I've been You've JB. Been <laughs> I was doing so well, so well. You know what? We're going to start the whole thing again. Oh, God. Um, Maybe I'll cut it out, but then re-release this as the supercut. I don't know. Um, Yeah. Uh, Keep talking early, everyone. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Ah, Star Wars. Nothing but Star Wars. Give me the Star How about that nutty Star Wars bar? Can you forget all the creatures in there? And hey, Darth Vader in that black and evil mask. Did he scare you as much as he scared me? Ah! Star Wars goes near it. Star Wars, my seventh winner up here. Star Wars.